0: We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man. Men from Moto digital strategies with Travis Sowers and David Seville. Intellects vast, cool, and
1: unsympathetic.
0: Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Manor Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. Greetings, people of Earth. We're the men from Odo, and you're listening to episode 72, Gemstone Mine. My name is David Svil, and I have Travis Sowers with me again this week. How are you, sir? I am fantastic, David. How are you? I'm pretty good. I got through my arena draft weekend, and it was uh, quite productive. Nice. How'd you do? Uh, lots of seven wins, lots of six wins, and then a handful of twos and threes, but uh, overall I think I finally got the hang of drafting against these silly, silly bots.
1: How different is it drafting against bots than actual players? Like, what sort of things are you bumping into there? Because I started to see some patterns.
0: So the thing that I was struggling with early on is not having enough playables, and reason being is I think what I was doing is I was expecting to be able to cut the, the AI out of colors. And then get paid off in pack two. And I think that wasn't happening. And then I was reading the signals too late. So I ended up being split between three colors, let's say. Um, So once I kind of figured out that the signals that I was passing didn't mean anything at all, it seems like. um, And I started taking colorless cards a lot higher in pack one. um, I found my decks much more, um, let's say, flush with playables. Mm -hmm. That's so. kind of what I did too. Is like we had Ray on, you know,
1: that that special half bonus episode to explain to us how to send signals, which was a very valuable episode for me. But you kind of have to forget about it as you're drafting against the bots and just super read the signals that you're getting sent to just get into it. Don't worry about
0: pack two. You'll pick up a couple playables and then pack three is going to be great. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and it was it was funny because like playing on Magic Online, I think I can count in my. Four years of playing on Magic Online, like three decks that I was short playables on, and I had to like stretch my my uh, some of my picks out to play some very terrible cards. Whereas in the first few weeks of drafting on Magic Arena, I had like at least three in just a couple of weeks. So um, now that I've figured it out, it feels a little bit better. Um, the games have been super fun, though. Um, looking forward to getting out of best of ones. Um, there was some kind of janky cards that you run into that you'd love to be able to sideboard against, but you can't um so there's the there's a bit of a surprise factor there and also um you know main decking enchant removal obviously we do that anyway on magic online um is kind of huge as long as you run into somebody that has targets for it um not being able to side those out in a best of three if you're playing against a deck that just doesn't have any targets uh kind of sucked but that's that's pretty rare so yeah overall very positive and i have enough gems to uh to do it all again next weekend that is well you actually don't have to wait that long that's true this week's episode is uh all about basically the state of the beta in magic arena a uh, huge update coming out tomorrow uh the 7th of june and um there's a lot of things here and one of those things is drafting 24 7 which looks looks to be very cool it's going to start with kaladesh and aether revolt if i'm reading the calendar correctly so looking forward to that
1: yeah that was actually right when we started recording the podcast is when kaladesh and aether revolt were coming out wasn't it all aboard the pain train. Yeah, I'm looking forward to some unearthed, expressed, and renegated freighters, and you know, maybe, maybe some whirler virtuosos. We'll see.
0: Yeah, um, I look forward to it. Uh, I haven't drafted it in a long time since it rotated. I don't think I went back and drafted it at all after it rotated, uh, kind of out of prime time on Magic Online. So I think it'll be interesting. It's a good arena. Uh, it's a good. It is a good arena. It's a good place to draft it um, because it it can be a little more casual um and you might get a little punished but drafting against bots um you should also get paid off so you know if you if you make a couple of bad picks early or you're not really sure what the power power level of the cards are you might get lucky later in the draft and get past some really good bombs uh if if your neighbors aren't in your colors so i think it's a good opportunity to learn relearn the format uh or learn the format if you're brand new to it Yeah, it was also a really fun format. I liked the
1: mechanics. I I didn't particularly care for the flavor of the set. Like, it just wasn't doing anything for me. But mechanically, it was a very fun set to play. Uh, So that added up to what, in in the end, we
0: decided was quite a good format. Do you remember when vehicles were brand new? And we didn't really know what to think about them? Like, were they going to be good and were they not going to be good? We ended up playing some janky vehicles, or what we thought were janky vehicles in, in that format. And it turned out to be okay for the most part. Yeah, vehicles are good. Like, it it, it all came down to, like, the. the, I think the reason
1: why was they were all colorless. Like, they just went in every deck. They weren't asking you that much other than, do you have creatures in your deck? If so, we're going to make them super powerful.
0: Yeah. One of the things that'll be interesting to see how the AI drafts it is, are the AI drafters going to pick up on the colorless cards more so than the colored cards? Meaning that, are you going to see colors that you might think are open and then start to get cut off? Or, and like, just never see artifacts? Or are you just going to get the nut colorless deck and and basically be splashing for a single color? I mean, it will, obviously won't go that far, but you could easily build a colorless deck if your opponents always pass you the colorless cards. There's enough cards in this format that you could probably do that. Yeah, and I'd, it'd probably be a really good tag. It might be. Uh, assembly Worker Tribal? Huh. It could no. happen. Dave! It with the happen. callbacks, I member, I member assembly assembly worker tribal. Yeah, we could do it. Who knows? Self assemblers and some vehicles and the uh, the assembly workers. Which ones were those? Those were um, the ones that co- made your guys cost one less. And then there's the one that gave them all plus one plus one. Yeah, you could make it happen if the bots don't get in that lane.
1: Yeah, anyway. I'll look forward to watching you draft that on your next. I'm training. not.
0: I'm not drafting that. <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm drafting uh what angel invention and good removal thopter arrest stuff like that i'm looking forward to it i remember liking the blue red artifact deck a lot with like the Convug
1: for artifacts improvise that was
0: it improvising that deck so a good. lot you remember yeah. renegade map and like being able to improvise and get land with it oh yeah it's so good so good All right. Anyway, while we sit here and we think about our our one of our first episodes, which was uh, I think it was Aether Revolt. It might have been Kaladesh. I don't remember how far back it goes, but um, yeah, it's fond memories. Looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to share it with all the people that are coming back to the to Magic. So one of the interesting things about Arena is that it's obviously tailored toward getting people back in the game, and we're seeing a lot of that. And I think. The people that have missed those good draft formats um, will be especially or should be especially interested in seeing how this f- plays out and then getting the opportunity to draft it themselves. So it's really cool to be able to throw back to our roots um, and also bring new people in along to, to kind of revisit those roots with us. So it would be cool. Yeah, agree. And it also
1: shows that like they can do old style drafts here. So, you know, I remember Magic Online when it first released, it didn't have every set in it e- either. Um, and they released them over time and would do events where you could draft them. So, like, I drafted Urza's Legacy and Mirage on Magic Online, uh, and it, it was really cool in, like, release events. So, who knows? Maybe they'll go back further and decide to release some of that stuff here. They they at least can, right? So,
0: Yeah, I mean, we can we dream that maybe Khans will be on here one day? See, I was thinking Shadows, but sure, Khans is good, too. I mean, Shadows is, I think, a given. Uh, people that have data mined the arena files have kind of shown that there's a format that included that. That could have just been a placeholder, but, um, man, cons would be so good,
1: I yeah, guess. cons was
0: really fun. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. That, that's me being nostalgic again for fond draft formats of the past. How about we look forward a little bit here, though? So there was a, a State of the Beta release. So for those that don't don't follow the forums or Reddit for Magic Arena, once a week, give or take, um, there's a state of the beta post that goes up that kind of outlines all of the development things that are happening this week and kind of looking toward the future. In this particular drop of data, um, because it's kind of coinciding with a huge update tomorrow, we also got a lot of information about all of the different events that are coming out tomorrow. So we've been speculating for a few weeks now about what is Best of 3 look like, what do the events look like around... Um, permanent draft mode or competitive draft mode? Is there even a competitive draft mode? And we got all of those answers today. So um, I I think we should just dive right in here and we should talk about what is happening in the update. So first things first, we talked about this last week, is we're getting Kaladesh uh, and Aether Revolt full stop. Those are now available. You can buy those packs, Uh, you'll be able to draft with those this weekend. Everybody gets a kind of a shot in the arm in there for their collection where we get a bunch of commons and uncommons as well as mythics and rares um i think one of each for mythics and, and rares from those two sets as well as play sets of some of the standard staples we talked about that last week um mm. at the same time though now that we have full standard we're also seeing our first bans in magic arena so Travis you're very familiar with the bans of standard past um what what's your take on on obviously banning <laughs> cards in arena Um, you know, I think that's something we have, it has to be done, but how do you think that impacts, you know, people opening packs or people drafting, or, or do you think it's a big deal at all?
1: I mean, I personally think bans are terrible and I wish that they never happened. And I know everybody else is in the same boat there too. Um, these cards apparently were warping standard at the time. I thought the Aetherworks Marvel mirror was intricate and interesting. And honestly, it's the last time prior to arena that I bothered playing standard top eight at a PTQ with a Marvel deck. I thought it was fun and interesting gameplay, but I do understand that the entire format revolved around it. The only thing that I think is really awkward about Bannings when it comes to Arena is when you go in and do the drafts, you're still going to open these cards, and then you can't really play with them anywhere. So, you know, we're going to open our Smuggler's Copters. Uh, We've already experienced opening Rampaging Ferocidons and Ramunap Ruins, and it kind of sucks that there's this card that you can't use anywhere. Some of them you can use in the Singleton format, uh, and I, I like. Are they
0: gonna? I, they're not gonna have the ban list for ladder play, are they? They said that. Yeah, for regular standard, it'll it'll follow the ban list. Um, what won't follow the ban list is singleton, with the exception of cards that are banned in both brawl and standard. Okay. So Sing- singleton looks like it's gonna follow the brawl ban list, which is basically. I mean, it's gonna standard... eventually be brawl anyway, right? E- exactly, but it's basically the standard ban list light. I think so. You still will have opportunities to play some of these cards in singleton, um, but in any kind of standard construction or constructed, it looks like you won't have that option.
1: Okay. Well, it sucks, but I mean, here we are. This is one of the challenges of Magic being a paper game instead of a digital-only game. Because if this is Hearthstone or Eternal or any any of the other digital-only offerings, they just change the card, right? They make mm-hmm. Aetherworks marble cost five and like, okay, cool, it's fixed, no problem. They make a tune with aether, you know, give you one energy instead of two, and it's like, okay, that'll probably work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So now they didn't say what they'll do with cards that are already in your collection. Um, but like you said, you you will still open them in draft packs. But the good thing is, is that you don't open them in your eight card booster packs. So if you if you never pick one in draft, you'll never get one in your collection, which is great. Um, I mean that being said, for like something like Smuggler's Copter, you're gonna get one in your collection anyway, as in the beta because everybody gets one. Um, I hope in the future that when there's a ban, that they do refund people in cards, or wild cards, I suppose. Um, because it would suck to have to construct your cards and, and then find out that they're banned two weeks after the next Pro Tour, for example. That's kind of one of the upsides that Arena has over paper, I think, is that in paper, up until just recently, when you bought a banned card uh you couldn't really do anything about it your card was just banned but now there's been a couple of online retailers i think channel fireball was one of the first ones maybe it was star city games i don't remember um where they actually offered you a refund if you had bought your card within a certain time period of the ban um so arena can just kind of do that for you just flat out which is great um you don't have to worry about haggling with your lgs owner or something like that trying to get your money back for your rampaging Ferocidon that you bought trying to make the pro tour
1: I think i remember the devs saying they would do wild cards in the future this time they weren't going to but we'd be okay with it and i wasn't sure why and then i was like oh we're basically getting you know half of the kaladesh collection just for logging
0: in i'm totally okay with that yeah now you should you should keep in mind that this getting all of these cards is for the beta where we might not get a collection like this when we go to live beta or after the wipe there's no word on that at all i would hope that we're going to get a fairly nice starting collection because of how many sets there are. Like you think back to Hearthstone and when it launched, there was one set, right? It was hearthstone period. That was everything. Um, but we have like two years worth of cards to play with when this goes into open, I guess, live production, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we're all starting from scratch after the wipe. I'm really hoping that we'll get some kind of base collection. That's a little more than just the starter decks that we got the last time around remains to be seen. Um, but we probably won't get something as generous as this, so I would take it and run with it in the beta. You know, build some awesome decks, spend a couple of wild cards to make some challenger decks or some pro tour quality decks if you can, and just have fun with it. Try to break the system.
1: Yeah, and it, like it would surprise me if we get something this generous too. I'd be happy if we just got a less starter decks but better ones, mm-hmm. right? Like imagine they just gave us the challenger decks and we're like, here you go, get started. Like even though there's only like three
0: of them or whatever, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Just something that people can start out with in a competitive fashion. But um, so did I tell you the story about my buddy that I got into to playing arena a couple of weeks back? I think I mentioned him on the last podcast. Yeah. So he was working on just the starter decks. He, he hadn't opened his packs yet and he hadn't really done anything with his decks. Um, and he was he was struggling mightily. Something clicked for him and he kind of turned the corner. He still hasn't really edited the decks at all, but I think he found one or two that fit his play style. And, um, and now he's actually starting to, to kind of crush it. He's actually starting to get a little bit of an ego on him, which is kind of funny. Um, so I think I have to take back the bad things I said about the starter decks, because I think it's just once somebody learns, relearns how to play magic or learns the interface um, and kind of gets started getting matched up with people around their skill level, it looks like those decks can be competitive um, against obviously other starter decks, but even decks that are that are custom built. So, um, you know. They can use some improvements, I think, but uh, otherwise I think they're they're pretty good. I have to take back the bad things I said about them. Okay, apology accepted. <laughs> Thank you for accepting the apology on behalf of Arena. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so, great. We're getting a bunch of cards. There's a bunch of bands that are coming out for Constructed, but the big thing that's happening now is best of three. I think that's probably, outside of being able to draft 24-7, the b- thing I was looking forward to the most is be- is best of three. Um, the best of three, unfortunately, is going to be gated behind events. So you're going to have to buy into these. There's no best of three queue yet. Uh, they said that mm, that may be coming. Don't really have any information on that otherwise. Um, but the best of three we're looking at in, in constructed and draft. So we have now a competitive constructed queue, it's called. Entry fees 1,000 gold, which is pretty reasonable right, uh, twice as uh, the, the quick constructed, and you get to play the best of threes, and the event is over after five wins or two losses, now that's match wins or losses, so you can play a lot of ga- individual games here, you can still get a lot of gameplay out of your thousand gold, um, but that is, a, for people that are used to the quick constructed queues right now, that's a bit of a hefty price gain, or a, a cost gain, or cost increase, I'm sorry, isn't it?
1: it is but the payouts are so good that it doesn't matter like i've been doing a lot of quick constructed and i i usually blow all of the gold that i have on draft and then just do a couple quests and i'm i'm you know ready to grind quick constructed so th- this honestly the the competitive constructed looks fantastic to me as far as the payout goes and i can see myself playing a good bit of these to to grind gold also just to get to play best of 3 constructed standard like sounds great
0: I'm really looking forward to sideboards. So the prizes, yeah, I, actually, you're right. The prizes are quite good. So your break-even point in this one is two wins and two losses, at which point you get a 1,000 gold as well as two uh, individual, or sorry, three individual common rewards. One of them is a minimum or a rare. Yeah, so ICRs, you get two, two minimum uncommons and one minimum rare. Having a minimum rare for, like, breaking even is pretty good, I think. Um, like, that's almost the value of a pack right there. I think once yeah, you've yeah. opened enough packs, like you're really only looking at the rare and the rest of the cards are just vault progress anyway.
1: Correct. Now, I'll, I'll also mention that it's, it's, it's worth knowing here. A lot of people have been talking about two and two breaks even, two and two breaks even. But remember, you can't go, you know, one and two and then get that second win, mm-hmm. right? Like gameplay ends as soon as you have two losses. So while two and two does indeed break even, you you have to get there by going, you know, one win, two wins, then, then two losses or, you know, some, some variation that gets you there without having the two losses first.
0: Yeah. So people that are better at math than I am or that have a spreadsheet that does this can kind of calculate what that break even point is. I think it's it's not much more than three wins. Or actually, sorry, I don't I think it's not much more than two wins, is what I should say. Um, if you can consistently 2 2, uh, obviously you're going to break even, but in order to like you know make up for the times you go 1 2, you're going to have to three, 3 2 a couple of times. And because of the three wins, so for three wins, you get 1500 gold as well as an extra kind of rare ICR there. Um, because of that, that break point, I think that jump between two and three will help offset the times you go one and two. So as long as you're kind of around that 50, probably somewhere between 50 and 53% would be my guess. um, You're probably breaking even, or at least very close to breaking even. Um, And for, for paying with gold, that's pretty good because given that you can get about a thousand gold a day, if you do your quests and you do your four wins, um, that's huge, right? And I think that's much easier than doing so in the Quick Constructed queues. I would think. Because in Quick Constructed, you need to go at least four wins, right, to get your money back? You do. but, but you the got ICRs, three losses to give. You got three losses to give, but the ICRs were also a little worse there, too. So the ICRs in this, you start getting rares at one win. So you're getting a little more value there if that's something you care about. I'm very, very surprised at how generous these rewards look on the surface.
1: Yeah, so so far to me, this one looks fantastic, and I'm I'm definitely excited to go play competitive constructed. Like I, I don't really have any criticism of this yet. I need to play with it some and see how it goes. But it feels like, like you said, if you just log in and and you know play a couple games, you'll have the gold you need to enter an event. And if if you just you know break even with it, you can go do another one. So like I, I think this will be the main pattern of play for a lot of people who play this. Semi-regularly. I would say a, a, a little bit more than
0: casually. I agree. I think it this targets the people that are serious about their decks, um, but maybe don't have everything that they need in their collection. Um, I, I think that this is probably good for them. They also mentioned today that um, matchmaking is based on win-losses now instead of MMR in these events. Now, before they were based on record as well as MMR. So if you ended up like, you know... 1 and 0 you'd be playing against other 1 and 0 players but you'd be playing against the M, the top MMR players in in that bracket that were available at that time. It sounds like now it's just based off rank or sorry based off record period, so more like a swiss event um which is also positive because that means that um it allows those people with kind of a higher skill ceiling, let's say, it gives them more of an opportunity to shine potentially. Um but then also you're going to get potentially really good matchups in the like the 30 and the 40 bracket as well because that's just what happens in swiss tournaments anyway. So um, I think that's overall positive change. If that is actually coming out in this patch, it doesn't say it in the notes, but I think I, I read about it and I heard about it. Them talking about it on the stream today. So that would,
1: that would also make me very happy. Like we talked about that last time, but like, if mm-hmm. we're going to have tournaments like this, I want it based on the record in the tournament, not my overall rank in the system or whatever.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, overall very pleased with that one. Um, hopefully everybody out there is, too. Like, there's really no complaints about this one. I guess the only thing that I could say is that the difference between four wins and five wins or three wins and four wins is pretty small. Um, but I think the fact that it's, like, front-loaded to the, the two and three wins, I think, is probably better for most players. Um, it really only punishes the people that go five zero all the time, and they're infinite anyway, so it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, they, they can handle it. You still get double your entry feedback at five wins. Like, that doesn't seem bad to me at all.
0: No, that's true. That's true. It just doesn't... It kind of flattens out, right? The, the payoff structure is very... Um, it's accelerated at the start and then it kind of flattens out at the top. But you do get... Like, the ICRs are really cool. Um, I know a lot of people don't like... They said they didn't like them, but I think that they are a nice bonus that they can just throw at you without having to adjust the gold payouts or the gem payouts all that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're almost just like, mm-hmm. hey, and here's here's a couple of free cards. Like, here's a couple of promo cards that you get at your LGS on, at Friday Night Magic or something like that. I think it's really cool, and it's it's nice to see. It's also a little exciting to be able to flip those cards on stream or something like that and, and see the flashy mythics you get. So I, I'm all yeah, for Yeah, people like watching that, too. I've, I've enjoyed that. I am all for those. Um, okay, so next up, we've got competitive drafts. So this is the one I think you and I have been most excited for is to see... The best of three drafting so the entry fee for this one is 1500 gems which is about $10 depending on how many gems you buy in your bundle um, so compared to magic online that's some um, uh, not encouraging given that I can draft on magic online for $12 significantly less because I can sell a lot of my the prizes that I win or the cards that I open um, They're best of three matches as well and it's the same uh, event structure as the previous the constructed event here where it's five wins or two losses, whichever comes first, um, and the payouts are uh, a combination of boosters and gems. So, for zero and one win, uh, you don't get any gems back, but you get one or two boosters, as well as all the cards you drafted. And then the gem the gems start paying out at two wins. So you get eight hundred gems, so about half your your uh, your entry fee back. Three wins is your break even point. You get fifteen hundred gems, as well as boosters. You're up to four boosters now. And then for four and five wins, you get 18 and 2100 gems with an extra booster on each of those. So very top heavy payout, um, given that zero wins and one wins don't earn you any gems back. Um, And your break even point being three wins is kind of encouraging. Um, It's at least from a break even perspective, it seems better than magic online, um, I forget where the, the break-even point for a lot of players is on Magic Online. It's probably around 67%, depending on what queue you're running in. Um, but the fact that you have to go better than 60% here to make sure that you're hitting that three wins consistently, um, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of this, to be honest. it's The entry fee seems very high for Arena, given that um, I have no way to recoup any of my costs except via the gems that I win. Um, like I've, I've mentioned this on on the podcast many times, but like my average cost to draft on Magic Online is like a dollar fifty now, right? Like it's consistently going down, and I suspect that my average cost to draft on Arena, because I can't play, I can't play with gold, I can't play with the free to play currency, I expect that my average cost to draft on Arena will be much higher than it will be on Magic Online with the current state of this specific prize pool. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this. So first, I'm I'm going to play a little bit of devil's
1: advocate, and then I'm I'm going to take a dump on this prize structure. So buckle in. Y- you can play this with gold. You just have to use quick draft to convert your gold into gems, and then you can enter it. I don't even want to think about what a grind that would be, because that's a long grind. That's that's quite a grind. I I think this should easily be available for ten thousand gold just to buy in. I understand that's a large buy-in. That's still a lot of effort and a lot of grinding for somebody to get in, right? That means you could grind one of these for free every two weeks. That doesn't seem absurd to me, right? You mentioned the prizes. All the cards you drafted are also part of the prizing, right? Yes. So like this thing. But there's one thing that just kind of really irritates me about this prize structure, and that's the boosters that we're winning. I understand that they're used to giving us boosters when we win drafts, because we then use those boosters to go draft again. But these are just boosters that we open. And I, I don't want them. Like, I just don't. There's better ways to get boosters in Arena currently than drafting. So why not just, like, give us more gems for the reward... And give us ICRs here if you want to throw something else in it. Like, I don't care about winning six 8-card Dominaria boosters. Like, they're neat. I'm not going to say no to them. But, like, I I feel like if 3-2 and two is the break-even then 5 and 2 should almost be double that, and it's not. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't feel like these are top-heavy enough, and I feel like they're giving me a prize that I'm not actually that interested in. Now, as far as the break-even point, it is it is a nice spot. I said I was going to be happy if I could break even at somewhere around a 65% win percentage or 60% win percentage, and it looks like I can get close to that. the The challenge is, like, once you run out, you're going to have to dump more money in it and like you mentioned i can't recoup any of that cost with the rare that i drafted uh, or or anything like that so I, i'm not unhappy about this and i need to play with it some and see how it works out but i can see going on a streak of like losing a couple in a row all of a sudden i'm out of gems like i i can't grind my way back in unless mm-hmm. i want to go through this this quick like grind out the gold go through quick draft cross my finger that I, you know, earn more gems out of that than I do out of this. And I think this is all alleviated if they just put a gold entry option on, on this, even if it's ridiculously high. And then I I really feel like you can just take those boosters out, man, and, and cover that with some, some, some gems or, or some gold. Like you could make a gold reward for this. It seems like there's a lot of easier ways to do this because my, my, my value that I'm looking for out of this isn't the cards I open in the boot, in the draft. And it certainly isn't the boosters. That's what Quick Draft was for. It was there for new people who don't know how to draft to go and draft against spots and build their collection. But I'm assuming by the time I get to this, I've either built my collection or I don't care about it. I just want the program to do this. And this, this needs a little bit of work. I'm not happy with this in its current state. It's really darn close. Like, I don't think I'm asking for a lot. I think if, if I were to, like, fix this right now, I'd say let's be able to enter it for 10,000 gold, Let's take out all of the booster rewards. And for zero wins, you get nothing. And for one win, you get nothing. I'm okay with that. I'm a competitive player. If, if you go 0-1 or whatever, or you know, you know, that's okay with me. But for two wins, let's go ahead and bump it up to 1,000 gems. For three wins, let's give you something else. Let's make that the 1,800. Maybe four can be the, the 2,400. And five can just be 3,000. Congratulations, you just won yourself two more drafts. You kicked butt.
0: So I look at it compared to the Magic Online, and this might be an unfair comparison, but it's really the only thing that we have. There's no other way to draft in the digital space, right? In in kind of this prize structure, let's say. So if you're if you're drafting in the intermediate queues on Magic Online and you go two one, so sixty six percent win rate, give or take, um, you get two thirds of a draft back, essentially, right? You get two packs. Um, and then you gotta go buy another pack and you gotta put two tickets in and you maybe you opened a couple of tickets worth of value, so let's call those tickets a wash, but you get two out of the three draft packs you need in order to play again. In this one, if you go two wins, which is a little worse, you're only halfway there to getting your your like to getting another draft. So I think your suggestion of a thousand gold or sorry, a thousand gems at two wins is probably reasonable maybe it needs to be a little less and maybe you do a little more for the for the three wins or something like that but you touched on an important point here is that being able to chain your drafts together is the biggest reason why i play on magic online right is being able to sustain those swings you know power through them i'm, I'm on a losing streak that's fine i'll get to it and i'll start winning and i'll start turning these things around and i'll turn my profits into more drafts later right like i've never made money off magic online in fact in the history of everybody that's ever played Magic Online, the only people that make money are bots. So, well, I mean, I'm not wrong, right? Like, the, no, like you're you, not wrong. You don't draft on Magic Online unless you're a, like serious, serious grinder, and you're grinding for pennies because you live in a place that, you know, maybe maybe the economy isn't so great. You live in a you know a country where your your best way to make money is to grind for tickets on Magic Online and sell them for U.S. dollars or something like that. That's a very real thing that I know people have done in the past. But if you can't chain drafts together reliably on Magic Arena, um, I- I'm not interested. I- I'm just not interested in dropping $30 going 0-2 three times and be like, all right, well, well like I didn't get anything out of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that could happen on Magic Online, but Magic Online has that safety net underneath it of maybe you open a, a 30-ticket card or something like that that you just chain into more drafts i feel like these prizes need to be increased a little bit um and like you said like those boosters by the time you're doing this you're probably done opening boosters right yeah i've I've already got all the value out of dominaria boosters that
1: i want I, i i do want to squash that fallacy of you can open a rare that makes up for all of it like how often does that happen right now we've got karn he's not a rare it's a mythic rare he, he is still worth a lot of money, and like you can certainly buy yourself a couple drafts when you open one, but there, there's really not rares
0: you can open anymore that pay for a draft. I think it's enough. I, I want to bring up the Goatbot calculator and look at the expected value of a pack, but the it, it's generally around like three-quarters of a ticket per pack in value, which means that... You know, you're 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 paying your 12 tickets to enter or whatever. Your actual cost after you've sold the cards is just over ten tickets. Um, which means that when you win you two packs back, you can, you know, you're down about three and a half tickets, let's say, right? That's your consistent cost to entry. But on arena, you're losing out on that value because you're just you're only getting the gems back. You can't flip those cards around to other things. You have to rely totally on the prize payouts what you're looking at here is you've got to go better than 60 percent to to break even right at your 50 win rate you're just over 50 percent of your prize entry back whereas i mean i guess on magic online i guess if you're 50 percent you know you're you're just not making anything at all so maybe it's slightly better there
1: it, the, the payout is actually slightly better than magic online like generally speaking you would need to to you would need to 3-0 if you're playing in the intermediate. It's like you need a 100% win right there. You can't be okay in the competitive queues at 2-1. and one. The challenge there was, again, you can't have that first loss until the last round, mm-hmm. right? So we're getting some of that here. And I, I think in all fairness, these payouts are a little bit better than Magic Online. You just can't recoup that value on the back end. And part of the pricing is just something I'm completely uninterested in. Like those those eight card boosters, just I I don't understand why that's attached to this. Like why are, why is that attached to this and not to the competitive constructed?
0: That I don't know because ICRs are the thing that they do there, I guess.
1: Yeah, but like why not do ICRs here? Like I I, I don't actually really care that much about either of them, right? Like I'm playing it for the experience and because I want the competition and because it's fun. Like I'll be honest, arena's great. And that's why I'm so passionate about this because the competitive draft is the thing I was most excited about. And it's looking like that's not something they want you to be able to just sit down and chain without investing money in. I'm like, I, I can appreciate that, but like that, that's all solved by, okay, you can do this for free. You're just going to have to really save your gold for it. I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean it looks like for most people it'll be the the quick draft queues will be the thing. Now they did say they haven't given us any details on this is that in the future that you will be able to buy into a best of 3 draft event with gold. It will not be this draft event, but it will be a best of 3 draft event. So people are saying like, "Oh, I can't believe you, you know, put the best of 3 drafting behind a paywall. You know, how could you do this to us? You you betrayed us." Um it's just not here yet. So we don't know what that price structure will look like, but I imagine it'll be like flatter than this right lower entry fee to to, or lower barrier to entry and lower prize payouts. so that might be the way to go for a lot of people um we'll have to see what that looks like but i'm not looking forward to drafting in this format i'll probably just stick to the best of ones
1: yeah i'm gonna try this because i want to see what it's like and like again if the win percentage is high enough it should still be fine but the 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 thing that still bothers me is those boosters i i I know I'm, i'm harping on this but I, I really think this is because... The, I'm trying to get my head in the the, the the space of a game designer who has produced you know content for Magic before. And they're like, oh, when you win a draft, you get boosters. Like, when you win a draft at FNM, they give you pr- boosters as prizes. And when you win a draft on Magic Online, they give you boosters as prizes. So obviously, we'll give them boosters as prizes. That makes sense. Let's do that. And I think it made so much sense for the Quick Constructed that I was like, yeah, obviously they'll do this. This is for new players looking to build their collection. When they get to the part for me, clearly they'll have something for me. And I feel like they're they're here like, well, you probably want the same thing as a new player. And I'm like, no, I don't actually. I'm an enfranchised player. I want the experience, not the product. And that experience of getting to draft is really what I'm after. And I, I don't mind playing for it, I don't paying for it, I don't mind working for it. But I I feel like there needs to be some way of like I mean, for me as a streamer, I can't spend money to play this game. Like, I can spend some, I can buy some packs from the new expansion, and I can pay for a draft or two, not opposed to that, but if I'm consistently having to pay $10 to do a draft, and people are expecting me to do, you know, five drafts a day on stream, I'm
0: not going to be able to do that. That's just not sustainable. Yeah. Now, what if, this is a brand new set, this is M19 that you're or Core 19 that you're drafting this in, um, you want the boosters there, right? No. At all? You no. You don't care about that? I, I I want the
1: boosters. I don't want them from this event. Right. Because I, I'm just going to drop 100 bucks and buy whatever packs of that so I can build my Constructed deck. Or maybe I'm not.
0: Maybe I'm really only interested in drafting at all, mm-hmm. and I just don't care about that. I'm not convinced that the the boosters here have been factored into the gem rewards. I'm not convinced that if you took these boosters away, that all of a sudden at three wins, you would get 1750 gems or something like that. I'm not convinced that they're factored into these prizes at all. I think just looking at it and kind of like, not gut feeling, but like thinking about it from maybe a little bit of a math perspective I think they always intended for like three wins to be 1500 gems and that the boosters on top of this are not factoring into that at all. So what if, what if this is devil's advocate here again, that they just dropped all the boosters and all the gems were the same? Like, are are you, are you even worried about that? So let's pretend that there's a universe where we never got these boosters in this, in this prize format. Are you okay with these gem payouts or do you think they're too low?
1: actually a really fair way to look at it
0: i think they're too low for four and five wins that's my i think that's my problem now because and i think this is where i was trying to go when comparing it to magic online it just didn't quite get there is that on magic online when you 30 an an intermediate draft you get enough for two drafts whereas here you're not even close to that you're 900 gems short so so i think i think you're right i think that like the boosters we don't care about those boosters but i don't think those are the what's impacting the gems i think that the gems are here just to be a slightly flatter payout because it's so front loaded on the 2 and 3 wins. I think it's very similar to the the constructed event in that for in that fashion. So Yeah, but I the
1: constructed one doesn't bother me because like let's say that I go in and I just have like 30 wins there and it's like man, I just blew through 3000 gold. I'm going to have to play for 3 whole days before I can do this again. And then I'm like, oh well cool. I wanted to play the game anyway. Neat, mm-hmm. let's get into some quick constructed and see it. Whereas with this, it's like, okay, I dropped thirty bucks. Let's see what we can do. It's gone. And I have all these packs to open. That but that's fair. Just take the packs away and I'm I'm less upset. Oh, I still funny. want which is funny. I just I I need that five win, which is gonna happen, to cover the one win, which is gonna happen, right? And I'm gonna have zero win runs. And right now it it just kind of doesn't. I may also not be thinking about like, because I'm used to three and oh, you know, three and, you know, two and one being the formats. And this one's just not that. I wonder why they decided to go to five instead of three.
0: Give people more play. This works out to like, you're going to play between two and six matches, which is, you know, probably 12 games, 15 games on average, right? Compared to, nine or 10 games on uh, in the in the regular uh, kind of quick uh, regular draft queue sorry the quick draft queue so I think they're probably keeping it within that same ballpark of the number of games or the amount of time it takes to play um, not being able to cover your losses I think is probably going to be the the downfall of this particular prize payout um, think about your competitive sealed days where you're playing five matches and and how hard it is to five o those things, right? Like it's it's easy to go three two, and it's a little e- little easy to go four one. But like five owing is is challenging in those things. Um, I think somebody like you or somebody like me will be getting four wins more frequent, much more frequently than five wins. And like four wins doesn't even cover, like going o one. I mean, it barely covers going o one, which is not. I don't, think that's, I don't think that's useful at all. I think the times that you spike a five wins needs to cover going 0-1 and then still being able to draft again. I think that that is needed in order for me to play this format. I need to feel rewarded for my four and five wins. Like, the break-even point is great. Don't get me wrong. I love that the break-even is three wins because I think that's attainable for a lot of players, right? It gives people um, hope if they 0-1, right? It's like I could still rattle off three wins and then finish with a loss, and I'm, I'm happy I can draft again. Um, but I think, I think the five win payout is a little unrealistic for people that have played magic online or, or kind of expect that kind of expected value out of their draft.
1: And it's also possible that we're expecting too much. Like I, the, the comparison is often made to hearthstone. This is still better value than what they're doing there. Their, their draft experience is much less expensive, but you don't keep any of the cards. And it is, you know, possible to change drafts there,
0: but it's also not as it's painful when you
1: don't. When it's two dollars a play, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you can get three hours of play out of two dollars, or you can get three out of play three hours of play here out of ten dollars. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, obviously they're going to tweak the knobs as we go, and maybe the, you know, maybe they'll find that the data is just not good for this one, and they're not getting anybody playing it, and then they'll change it however they feel like they need to change it. I would be okay if it was like a thousand gems and some of the same ratio of prize payouts. You know what I mean? Like like a, like a six or a $7 draft or something like that. Now you're starting to talk, you know, speak my language because that's far less swingy, right? Like if you do five drafts in a day, that's a significant savings over $10 a draft. So um,
1: the, the thing I, I we'll want to make sure that I drive home here because obviously Reddit is up in flames and Twitter is up in flames and everybody's got their pitchforks ready. I, I don't, this is so close to what I want. Like, I'm not saying burn it down. Watsy has betrayed us, you know, fire up the Death Star. I'm saying, guys, I, I, I don't want the boosters. Just convert that into a few, like take them all away and then add all of those gems to the four and five win slot. Just make it so when I spike that fourth and fifth win that I'm like, heck yeah, I just paid for two drafts. Ugh. Cause I'm I'm gonna have some some just, you know, terrible O twos and I I I need to be able to recover from that. And I don't feel like I can with this. But it's so close and I am very happy with the break even point. I don't even mind the high entry fee. Like that that doesn't dissuade me at all. If I felt like when I occasionally had those spikes in a really good deck, that I'm like, okay, I'm basically good to go for a couple weeks. Yeah. But I, I just don't want to live in fear that I have to spend money to continue the stream or continue playing the game because that's not feasible long-term. I I don't mind dropping incremental dollars into it. It's much like when we were playing Heroes, man. Like, I, I bought the Lumberjack skin for Uther because I needed it, right? Like, that's $5 I don't mind dropping on that game, and I certainly don't mind supporting it. And I'm the same here, but I, I want to feel like I can play it and... and and basically chain those drafts if I'm good enough to do that.
0: Yep. And I'm always critical of people that um think that they are good enough to to be able to break even in drafting. Um I there's a lot of people that I think feel like 50% win rate should break you even, right? Or 45% win rate should break you even. That's just not realistic. Um you know, Wizards has to make money off of this and you know, there's a concept in poker of the rake where the house takes a certain percentage of every pot that you play and that's to, you know, pay the dealers and keep the lights on in the casino and obviously make a profit for them. Wizards has to do the same thing, right? They got to make something off of this. So, um, you know, 60%, I think, is a very generous break-even point. I know it's not a true 60%, but it's, you know, 62% or 63%. Um, It's just, I think... Not being able to spike those wins will really drive those numbers down for a lot of people. Like meaning like um the, sorry, your requirements for breaking even in the long term are gonna be much higher because when you do spike a good deck, you're not getting paid off nearly as much as, as you're losing when you owe one or owe two. So yeah, um we'll have to see. I'm gonna wait to see what the prize pool's like in the other format or if this changes. This could change in a week. This could change in two. We don't really know. But but best of threes and sideboards though. Like, that's pretty hot.
1: It is, and I I am looking forward to drafting this. Like, I'm doing it under the understanding that this is a beta, and I could also be wrong. Like, it could be that I'm a little bit better than I think, and I'm not going to have any problem at all chaining drafts, and I'm worried about nothing. Um, It could also be that, that, like, this is a draft event that you do once a day on the stream, or once every couple of days on the stream. And the, the one that's coming, the actual phrase they had was, We will have additional best-of-three draft events in the future that won't be as targeted toward competitive players. They will have both gold and gem options for the entry fee. So maybe that that's the draft I'm doing day in and day out on the stream, and this is something we try every once in a while as like a competitive thing once the format's out, and I'm like, okay, I really know what I'm doing. Let's see what we can do here. But uh, we've beaten the dead horse. Just just bump four and five wins, and
0: I'm happy. And keeping, keep in mind, too, that this is AI drafting. We don't have drafting in pods yet. Yeah, I want that, too. And they're working on that. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they you know they got the sideboarding out and, and they've got that out of the way, I think pod drafting is probably going to be in the very near future, if I had to guess. So what else do we have for events that they've released? Um, Quick Singleton. So they've... This is probably the precursor to Brawl, we're guessing. They just probably don't have a command zone coded up for it yet. Um, Quick Singleton is your Singleton format in Constructed. Uh, sorry, in uh, in Standard. And it has the same queue as the Quick Constructed queue, or sorry, the same format where it's 500 gold to enter and then you play to seven wins and you get a bunch of gold or ICRs. Um, it looks like it's exactly the same payouts. That's kind of cool if you're into Singleton. Um, some people are disappointed that there's no, like, Free to play queue for this, or like a, a like a ladder for this. Um, I suspect that there will be in the long term. It's just they don't want to fracture the player base all that much, and they're already throwing players in a lot of different directions with this, which surprises me quite a bit. I'm, I'm surprised they released all of these things at once. But if you like Singleton, you're gonna have your option. And I don't think it's a bad thing to have more formats. Like one thing I bumped into, I streamed
1: Arena for about four hours today, and then after that, I was like, you know, I'm actually gonna go play some Magic online. Because the only thing left for me to do at that time was continue to grind gold with, with the decks that I have. And it's not that it wasn't fun. It was after four hours. It's like, I, I kind of just feel like I'm farming now rather than actually playing and having fun. Cause there's just, there's not anything at stake anymore. There's not enough different formats. So having a new format is certainly not a bad thing. Um, and I do agree with you. They don't want to fracture the player base too much. So I don't think that's a bad thing either.
0: I, I may just try this out just cause it's something else I can do. It would be fun to, to kind of build these things on stream.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: would would be fun. And it's it's a way, if you don't have a large collection, to kind of level the playing field, I think, in, in some cases, especially if it's going to match you up against players of similar record. So, like, if I only have, you know, one Baneslayer Angel and one Teferi, Singleton might be a place for me, um, as opposed to, to playing in uh, against Blue-White Control in the in the regular constructed queues. Yeah. Um, but you're also going to get rolled over by the people that have hyper-tuned decks as well. So, eh, I don't know. I'm not really sure what to, to make of it. I don't know who this is targeting, except for people that are getting ready to play Brawl. Uh, they just don't have a command zone for it yet. Yeah, I think that's the biggest audience, obviously, is the people who are interested in Brawl. They can
1: just play their commander decks without their commanders so far. And I think that's a neat thing that they're implementing in here, and I'm happy to see that. The, the downside for me of things like Commander and Brawl and trying to do them digitally is like the beauty of that format is that it's a four-player format, right? It's basically like Settlers of Catan or whatever where you're trying to, you know, don't attack me, attack Dave. He's got the highest life total and he's got that Planeswalker on the board. Like that's what starts to make those games interesting. And it's just in a one-of-one format. I'm not super into it, but there's somebody somewhere that is and I'm glad that they get this too. Right, like there's somebody
0: that was just as excited about this as I was about draft. So I'm, I'm happy that they're getting it. Yeah, and maybe we'll have an episode about single uh, Singleton or something like that if we can find some cool decks or something like that. I understand sure. that not everything is for me, not everything can be for me. I have different tastes and different wants and needs in life. Um, Singleton falls into that category, but like you said, there's somebody out there that will enjoy it. So. Um, you know, I hope they enjoy it and I hope they do get Commander um or Brawl on there at some point because I think there will be a lot of people that will enjoy that um immensely. Yeah. Yeah. So the only other event that we have here coming up, um, it doesn't come out for about a month if I'm reading the Oh you were not skipping Quick Draft. Well, we know what Quick Draft is. We do, but now it's out all the time. Oh right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to skip it. Yes, you can draft Quick Draft 24-7, uh, which is great. Thumbs up to that. And the format changes weekly, it looks like. So it'll rotate through the formats. We start with uh, Aether Revolt, Aether Revolt, and then Rivals, boo, and then Dominaria, yay. Hour of Devastation, yay. So it looks like it flips back and forth between a couple of those as well. So it looks like we only get the one week of Aether Revolt. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, I think I'd like more of it, but like at the end of the day, the
1: fact that I can log on and draft, this makes me higher. This makes me higher. This makes me
0: happier. I agree. Um, it looks like they adjusted the prize payout slightly and that they clarified the drop rate on boosters, which I know you don't care about, but some people might. Um, looks like you're guaranteed two boosters at seven wins now, and up to two boosters across the board with a percentage increase as you climb. So not a huge change there, but a little more consistent, it looks like.
1: It's cool. And I do like that the boosters are tacked on to this particular version because I feel like this is the, hey, I'm learning how to draft thing, right? Like it's the only thing I can play consistently now, day in and day out. So I'm still going to play it. But I I, I picture a future a year from here where this is still here. And I think this is great for newer players. I'm just excited that I can do it whenever I want.
0: Yeah, so... The, the quick, quote-unquote, events, so the quick constructed, quick uh, singleton, quick draft, those are definitely l- more toward players that are newer to Magic or learning a format or experimenting with a format um, where they want to play with something on the line, which is something that I kind of griped about previously, whereas it, it felt like in ladder play, it didn't have anything to play for. Um, so these are the, like the answers to that. Um, whereas I think the competitive cues. Uh, for constructed and, and draft are going to be for the more enfranchise, enfranchised franchise players the players that have an established collection maybe they've spent money on the game maybe they've grinded out a lot of wild cards who knows um, so I think this will start to split that player base off into you know not hyper competitive but like high quality decks or very good drafters or at least com- competent drafters versus the people that are learning or the people that are playing casually, maybe the people that don't play a ton, like maybe they're good players, but they don't have a ton of experience in the format. I think we're going to start to see that separation naturally happen between these two types of queues, especially in the constructed. Maybe not so much in the draft because of the price uh, payout and the, the price point to enter, but certainly in the constructed queues, I see that kind of that shift happening. Yeah. So something for everybody here, which is great because yeah. that's what Arena really should be. And I think that's the problem with Magic Online is that it's not for everybody but arena as we've seen I've seen a lot of people come back to it a lot of new players come back to it or come to it and ask questions um we're starting to hit cast a wide net I guess is the is what I'm looking for here and um that's that's only good for us yeah, there's tons of people in my chat every day
1: who I played magic 5 years ago I had a guy the other day and I actually recognized the screen name he's like I used to watch your stream 5 years ago when you were drafting cons it's like that guy, he'd was and he been watching and interacting in chat and I thought the name looked familiar and he was like, oh my God, I just remembered. I used to watch this stream. I was like that, and Arena was what brought him back in. So there's so many people, there's folks coming over from other card games that and I can tell what game they came from based on what questions they're asking. Like, you know, damage heals at the end of turn? I'm like, yeah, okay, you came from Hearthstone. And then they're like, you know, as far as like, when you attack, they're like, okay, so they're going to be able to order the blockers, right? I'm like, you've played Eternal. Like, I can tell what they've played based on what mechanics they find confusing or interesting. The the Eternal people have trouble with First Strike. That one always tickles me. Because <laughs> First Strike only works when you're attacking an Eternal.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that's so interesting. Yeah, I love it. And um, it, it's, like I said, it's only positive for us, so you know all of these changes like you look at this is a huge dump of events we didn't even talk about the the standard fest um which isn't doesn't come out for a month but it's kind of like the flash events for people that are familiar with those um like look at all of the things that we just got this week i mean it's been a while coming but they just dropped all of this on us um you know to to say that that they're not listening or they're not you know or wizards is greedy or they they're not you know they're not they're going to lose control of the game, the game's going to die. I think you're up to lunch. Anybody that's saying that one, you know, no offense, but, um, you know, there's a lot of positive things in just in this state of the beta here. Um, and they're going to tweak and they're going to change the things that aren't, um, you know, if, if enough people say that they don't like the, the competitive draft prizing and the, and the price to enter and nobody plays it, vote with your wallet. Um, you know, that, that is either going to change or go away and become something else. So, um, With all things, be constructive in your criticism, like we are here today. You know, you can dump on something, but dump on it in a way that provides positive, sorry, not positive, but constructive feedback um, and options and solutions for ideas that you have to make it better, right? It's one thing to just say, this sucks, nobody should play it. And there's another thing to say, this sucks, and here's the reason why it sucks, and here's how I think it can suck less, and here's what you can do to make me play it. Um, and i think those kinds of comments are more valuable to developers especially but anybody in life right just go around and be nice to people and constructive and you'll get much further in life than not um so anyway in summary things are great for the most part they could be a little better but they're pretty good given that arena is just great in general Um, and we're only going up from here right there's only positive things coming in the future assuming that we keep the, uh, the feedback constructive and we give them positive feedback and we continue to test this as if it's a beta understanding that things will change going forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like in, in your shout out of positive things, I will mention this too. I noticed this at the end of the article. Basically all of the bugs that I had bumped into, they're fixing. So you can order your own triggers, Gideon, like you can tell what that is when he plus ones on people, uh, they've added flavor text. When your opponent casts an X spell, you'll be able to see what X is. So, like, all of the things that were bugging us over the last month, they've basically just fixed all of it. Uh, so, like, I, I, I did have some criticism for what they're doing with competitive draft. I, I only say that because I care and I'm heavily invested in this game and I want to keep playing it. They're doing a fantastic job and I'm very happy with where things are. I just hope they'll take some feedback here. Or show me what that other draft format is, because it's possible that that that's just not the one for me, and that's okay. I need to see my format, and I, I want to make sure that it's in here.
0: And you know what? And I think there will be a format for everyone. Like I some think- some people are going to like this competitive draft format, guaranteed. But eventually, in in when this is all said and done, and everything shakes out, there's going to be a format for you. There's going to be a format for me, and there's going to be a format for Timmy down the street and Jamie down the street the other way, everybody's going to have a format, and I think it's going to be great.
1: I wonder, I know we're getting close to the end of podcast time, but I want to take just one last little tiny tangent, because a lot of people have suggested in chat what they want is actually phantom drafts, and I wonder if that's actually what I want. I just haven't been able to communicate to myself that that's actually what I want. Is that I want the draft experience. I don't care that much about the cards. So what if we didn't keep the cards, and we adjust those gem entries quite a bit, and I'm, like, ahead a at three wins? Like, does Wizards care about that? I don't think they care that much. That may no, actually
0: be what I want. I don't think... I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I think you're still going to want to play Constructed, and I think this is still a good way to get those cards for Constructed. Yeah, I, I, I have enjoyed playing Constructed far more than I thought I would, just because of the interface. I, I think when you're going to play Arena, and I mean the general you... Um, I think Constructed is just going to be part of it because that's how you're going to get your free-to-play currency. Um, so I, I think that being able to collect things just naturally through playing the game, I think will just be positive overall. But maybe there needs to be a phantom, right? Maybe people just won't care. Maybe they just want to draft like Magic Online. Um, who knows? I think I worry about, again, fracturing the player base too much. I mean, it really depends. If they have a million players playing this game, players do wine, everything who cares? yeah if you have fifty thousand players playing this game um you probably got to be careful about splitting it up and you know you want to make sure that that those cues fire right so i don't know we'll see
1: all right food all right. for
0: thought food for thought indeed well that was a nice concise episode this week i can't believe that uh, we didn't go off topic at all yeah how about that it's pretty rare for us mm-hmm. uh, thanks uh, to our hosts mana deprived and face-to-face games.com um if you're interested in supporting the Patreon, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Moto. And uh, where can they catch you streaming this week?
1: You can find me at twitch.tv slash simulan. I'm also on Twitter under the same
0: handle, just at simulan. And I'm at twitch.tv slash dcivilian. That's D-S-A-V-I-L-L-I-A-N. And Twitter the same. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week. Aloha.